the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, June the 10th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On June 10, 1967, six days of war ended in the Middle East. It was called the Six-Day War. Israel, Syria, Egypt, Jordan, and Iraq ended as Israel and Syria accepted a mediated ceasefire. Today, in 1692, the first execution resulted from uh, Salem witch trials in Massachusetts took place as Bridget Bishop was hanged. Today, in 1935, Alcoholics Anonymous was founded in Akron, Ohio. Today, in 1963, President John F. Kennedy signed into law the Equal Pay Act of 1963 that was aimed at eliminating wage disparities based on gender. I wonder what I really I've I've listened a lot to what Kennedy said back in those days as a young man I remember him well did not vote for him no but I've read in retrospect some of the things he said and some of the positions he held as we have seen our present day unfold and the Democrat party and what they stand for now I don't think he could be a part of that unless he had quote-unquote evolved with them the things he was talking about back then are closer to what conservatives should be if they're not and some of them are not talking about now in fiscal things even uh, cultural ideals it's very interesting how and yet the conservatives have not really moved that much because we hold Values that are fixed values. They're based on Judeo-Christian values, on Judeo-Christian principles, teaching of the Bible. And our founders were very clear about that, um, that they were looking to the Bible for the, for the long term of this nation. And I'm not suggesting Kennedy was in any way a banner carrier for Christianity, but I'm simply saying the views that he held in his day wouldn't even be acceptable to the Democratic Party of today. And I don't think you have to be well-informed to know that. If you just remember some of the things he was trying to do back in those days, this was one of them, of course. Today, today his party, they're not concerned about eliminating wage disparities based on gender. They're, they're obsessed with trying to figure out if boys are girls and girls are boys and studying their belly button every day. I mean, that's really where that party is. So, so much has changed. Today in 1971, President Richard M. Nixon lifted a two-decades-old trade embargo on China. Today in 1977, James Earl Ray, the convicted assassin of civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr., he escaped from Brushy Mountain State Prison in Tennessee, along with six others, well-planned, Highly thought out. It lasted three days. He was recaptured on June 13. And today in 2020, 
protesters pulled down a century-old statue of Confederate President Jefferson Davis in Richmond, Virginia, the former capital of the Confederacy. And NASCAR announced that it was banning the Confederate flag at all of its races and venues. The flag had been a common sight at those events for more than 70 years. Some of us, that's not the distant past, 2020, some of us were saying, myself included, but others, others were saying, it won't be long until the same people that are taking down the statue of Jefferson Davis in Richmond will be attacking George Washington in Washington, D.C. That has come to pass. That has happened. It's not really about what Jefferson Davis stood for. It's about taking out the anger and the lawlessness, the spirit of lawlessness that we see happening in our nation today. And it's out of control by all accounts. I was reading an account uh, yesterday of uh, Washington State and how crime has spiked there. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's not really reported openly in the press. I mean, I see it from time to time, but it, it's not, and every state is experiencing that, or nearly every state is experiencing that, particularly the ones that are run by progressive, so-called progressives. So we live in a time of real chaos a time when there's so much confusion, there are so much, there's so much noise out there, and there's so many people telling you, you know, this is the way, follow me, this is the way, walkie in it, and so on. I mean, sometimes the best of us, those who have studied and have, are well informed in the Word of God and in the Bible, we can put our head up and all of a sudden look around and say, what in the world is going on here in our nation? It is a very, very chaotic time. I think it was in those kinds of times that Isaiah wrote in chapter 50, verse 7, For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded or confused. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed or misled. So true. The psalmist wrote in 32.8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go, I will guide thee with mine eye. Interesting study on that. We, we don't have time to get into it today, but there's an interesting study on that guiding, God guiding us with his eye. One of these days we'll set aside some time. We'll talk about that. So it's, it's really a kind of a neat thing that is in the words of that particular verse. I don't know if you watched the event unfold on television last night. All the, all the networks ran it some for two full hours, most of them for the two full hours. Uh, Fox tried to do some um, alternative programming last night. It did not work out well with them. The nation was pretty well focused on what ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, and all that crowd was running on their air. I mean, they blanketed the nation last night. It was probably uh, one of the very few times that the media basically took over America and America's mind and their emotions last night. The New York Times framed what the Democrats did last night with that. I, I tried to find out this morning how many people actually watched that last night. I would suspect it, the number is 
quite significant. I think a lot of people did. I couldn't find the numbers. There were numbers all over the place. So I won't mention that, but I was going to tell you how many people across the nation watched it. But within the hour or so this morning, it'll it'll be out there. Interesting. If, If you care, you can look it up. But the New York Times kind of framed what that was all about last night. And there's so many components to it. It is so explosive. But at the bottom line, you have to wonder, what was the motivation? Is the motivation of running this thing for two hours really out of profound care for a, for a nation that needs uh, to know things and to be informed and so on? You have to question the motives because it was pretty blatant. The Democrat Party hired a producer who was for years with ABC, very good producer, he knew how to move the people. It was highly produced, that piece last night. That It appeared that they were just running raw foot. Highly produced. Highly produced. I've spent years, 12 years daily on television. I know about <laughs> splicing things up to get them to fit what you're trying to do. In my case, I was trying to point people to God. But... I will tell you that that was highly produced and it was well thought out and there was a specific end in mind and it was not to be informational. I'm not suggesting that the attack on the Capitol wasn't awful. It was. It was horrible. It should never have happened. should never happen in a free nation or otherwise. It happens in third world countries. should not happen here. Period. But as you look at how the left has seized the moment and you look at what they're ignoring to focus America on the kind of the generalized hate of Donald Trump, it's amazing. The New York Times surprisingly touched on that in their article. And I I just want to share, I I was really surprised at what they said in their article. But they framed the Democrat extravaganza as the proceedings for what it was. They said it is a last-ditch electoral appeal engineered by Democrats. New York Times. January 6 hearings give Democrats a chance to recast midterm message. That's the headline. The subheadline reads, with, I mean, these people... I'm not talking about Fox or Newsmax or somebody. I'm talking about the New York Times. The subhead reads, with that, with their majority at stake, Democrats plan to use six high-profile hearings to refocus voters' attention on Republicans' role in the attack. Politics. Some of the, some of the details within the report help demonstrate why many conservatives regard this as a partisan spectacle namely because some progressives are treating it exactly as such. It's amazing, even the left. The New York Times is admitting to what it is. It is to reset an election that's coming up, the midterm, or an attempt to reset, because it is all indications are that their political party, the the Democrats, are going to take take a bath. I mean, it's going to be bad unless they can change the thinking of America. 
New York, Times, New York Times said with their control of Congress hanging in the balance, Democrats plan to use made-for-television moments and a carefully choreographed rollout of revelations over the course of six hearings to remind the public of the magnitude of Mr. Trump's effort to overturn the election and to persuade voters that the coming midterm elections are a chance to hold Republicans accountable for it. They've retained a, an experienced television executive producer, formerly with ABC News, to ensure that that happens and organize scores of watch parties across the country in hopes of generating interest. Democrats have met with networks about carrying the, the hearing live in prime time, they said, and the networks agreed, obviously. Activists have scheduled more than 90 watch events, watch parties, in various states, including a flagship event at the Robert A. Taft Memorial in Carillon in uh, Washington, D.C., with a large screen set up, and the attendees were given free ice cream. I am not kidding you. Resistance watch parties with free ice cream. That doesn't seem like a group of people that are interested in anything other than the upcoming election, which they are horribly, horribly losing as we look at it. As I said, there's no way to spin the January 6th. It should never have happened. It should never happen in America. But it doesn't really matter who's reading the words or running the tape. It is what it is. And the right can say what they want about it, but it should not have happened. But the left have seized this, not out of concern and care for a nation that is staggering and stumbling around right now, the greatest nation in the world, the former city on a hill, and it can be restored. But does anyone care about the unpreparedness of the authorities to riot? I mean, were they purposely not deployed? There's video that wasn't shown, of course, and it won't be because this is not really an investigation. It's a production. It's like a movie that's created millions of dollars put into it to make you feel good at the end. Or a movie that is to get you to believe something. And all media has a motive. I mean, it may be a, a just and an upright and a good motive, but all media has a motive. Every movie Every short film, every radio program, everything has a motive. My motives, I've said before, are to inform Christians and let's get the conversation going and talk about what's happening in the world today from a biblical perspective. And that's what we do here. I am not trying to be fair and balanced. I'm trying to look at things from a biblical perspective, which is the right way and to the best of our ability as we do that. We're looking at things rightly, if we're looking at it through God's word. So everything has a motive to it. It's just, what is the motive? And does anyone care about the unpreparedness of the authorities? I mean, I saw a video played a couple of times yesterday where Donald Trump was standing up there, and I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm just saying he was standing up there telling that crowd that they need to peacefully demonstrate. He said that word a couple times, peacefully demonstrate. But there's also videos and there are a number of people who are telling this committee that produced that extravaganza last night that Donald Trump and the administration called days in advance and told the Capitol Police and the authorities 
that there could be a riot and they should be prepared for it. None of that is even out there because it doesn't fit the narrative and it doesn't fit the motivation. The House Select Committee is not really nonpartisan. It's totally partisan on this January 6th matter. We look at the motives. The first motives is that there were, it started out with McCarthy, the minority leader in the House, and was invited by Nancy Pelosi, who put this thing together. It was started out with her asking him for a few suggestions of Republicans to be on this committee so it would be nonpartisan. He suggested some. Two of them were put on there. And then Nancy kicked him off. Tom Cotton was one. I can't remember the other one. Very conservative. She didn't want any part of that. So they got Liz Cheney to co-chair this thing. And they have a secondary far left, really, Republican on the committee. Otherwise, it's a partisan effort politically and morally. But is the sole concern the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the United States? Or is it a media attack to undermine the political opponents? I think it is. I think that's what it is. It's possible that the infractions of law could be investigated. They could do this investigation without running six episodes of this thing now. They were talking about two just two days ago, at least publicly. Obviously, they've made a deal behind the scenes. There must have been good ratings last night, or at least they, their initial is very good reports on the, on the viewership. The networks are now agreeing, apparently, to run six episodes of this between now and the election in the fall, this midterm election. The public material on the committee already reeks with motivation compromise. I mean, there's nothing about it that is investigatory. It's simply a produced piece, and there's going to be five more of them to try to influence America. Your emotions, your thinking, how you're informed, what your end result is. And if they can just sort of tamp down the enthusiasm of conservatives a little bit, they can turn this election that's coming, or they can make it close. And it, on all polls, it isn't even close to being close in the midterm elections. The committee has already announced on its website that January 6th incident was one of the darkest days of our democracy. Well, it wasn't a good day. No question about that, but really? One of the darkest days, like the Civil War, where three-quarters of a million Americans were killed over a biblical principle of slavery, fighting over what American freedom is about. One incident of a few hours is equal to that, one of the darkest days in American history. I don't think so. It was awful. Nobody should ever do what those some of those people did. There's just 24 hours in a day, so time taken on this matter means attention not given to other matters. Do they know, the people that produced this thing and put it on the air last night, do they know 
that there are headlines out there today on this Friday. U.S. inflation rate soars to 8.6%, highest in 41 years. Who cares? We're going to get Trump. We're going to get the conservatives. We're going to get anybody that's not on board with our far-left, socialist, progressive, so-called agenda. Yeah, prices prices faced by U.S. consumers rose 8.6% in May. That's the report this morning. Defying expectations that inflation had peaked in March, indicating that the Federal Reserve's task of bringing it back under control will be more challenging than officials even anticipated. It's worse than the officials thought. But these people are so obsessed with their hatred of Donald Trump. That's what this is all about. They hate this man. I mean, uncontrollably hate him. Another headline is American families got nailed again by much higher prices at the grocery store in March. Consumer price index for food purchased for consumption at home rose 1.4% compared with the prior month. Compared with a year ago, grocery store prices are up 11.9%. Do they care? No, because when they're not doing these now extravaganzas, these big productions, they're looking at how to add pronouns to a five-year-old little boy who's confused because they have confused him in the classroom over his own sexuality. He doesn't know if he's a boy or girl. That's the preoccupation in America. I'm not overstating it. You know I'm not. It's interesting that, speaking of headlines, on June the 3rd, just seven days ago, a week ago, the trustees of Medicare and Social Security, they issued their annual report. Nobody cares. They weren't talking about it. I mean, they were too obsessed with getting Trump. Both systems are bankrupt, and they're in dismal shape financially. Did you know that the cash shortfall of Medicare in 2021 was $409 billion? You probably didn't know that because this was buried. They don't want this news out there. Projection is that Social Social Security will be out of adequate cash flow to meet obligations to retirees in 2035. That's 13 years from now. The trustees estimate that there are only adequate funds in uh, the, the fund to meet 80% of the benefits in 2035. The payroll tax now is 12.4%. That would have to be raised to 26% in order to generate sufficient funds to meet these obligations. I'm not blaming Joe Biden for this. I'm just saying, why don't they address this? Because they're too busy getting Trump. And they're too busy obsessing over gender fluidity and all of the other craziness and nonsense that these people have committed themselves to. In other words, today, every working American age 55 and below who plans to collect Social Security benefits at age 67 is paying a payroll tax into the system that cannot provide the benefits promised. Can you imagine if a private insurance company, a PIMCO or I don't know, whomever, if they, if they, if they sent a letter to the policyholders saying that in 13 years they will only be able to meet 80% of the payments promised, can you imagine the lawsuits that would come from that? And yet our government is taking the money knowing they're not going to be able to meet 
what they've promised to do, promised the American people. And you can forget about the fiscal situation of the system for a moment, whether it's even worth saving this program. I mean, how about the issue of freedom that our members of Congress want us to believe that they care about so much? Maybe freedom to find another way for the next generation. Take a young person at age 80, 21, fresh with a new degree and trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. Maybe they, there's a better way for this, accomplishing the same thing. These people don't even take a moment. They don't sit down. They don't look at these things. They're obsessed with the environment. They're obsessed with gender fluidity and getting this material in front of these five-year-olds and all of this. this and you know that. That's the problem in America, and that's why this is so bogus, what they're doing. They have seized the moment. This is Saul Alinsky resurrected before our eyes today. He says, he says, get the information, control the information. He was the ultimate community organizer to, to promote and to expand and, and push forward a far-left socialist agenda. That's what these people are doing. That's what's happening in our country today. And we need to look at this. It is sad. It should never have happened. Those guys should never have gone in and broken windows and desecrated the Capitol building. Never. But they're doing it every day in the communities. Every single day. And it's barely reported, if at all. They're out breaking windows, putting paint on churches. Last week, there were seven incidents, newsworthy, in the United States, and it hardly made the front page. A couple of times it did. Churches were desecrated, stained glass windows broken out because they're pro-life. Big, you know, writing on the front door of the church, threatening the church if they don't change their beliefs. Amy Coney Barrett now is being accosted by these people in front of her house. She has six or seven kids and her family and because she's pro-life. Brett Kavanaugh, they captured that guy the other day. That was barely in the news. They captured that guy the other day who had a knife and a gun and a bunch of stuff, and he hated Brett Kavanaugh and said he was going to kill him. And he was in the neighborhood of his house. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. They finally sent people out there to guard the house. I mean, the whole thing, just look at what's happening in our country today and look at what's happening right now. First, through a biblical perspective, is this really seeking the best, the truth, for the people of America? No, it isn't. It's to advance a failed agenda. And it's a last gasp, as the New York Times, of all people, pointed out so clearly this morning. It's a last, last attempt, a last gasp before they go down politically, and that's what this is all about. It's not about concern for the nation. I wish it were. It is not. So keep that in mind as these episodes, I guess, are going to keep coming all the way into the next election. Thank you so much for being with me. That's a few thoughts. I wrote an article today about how the left is preparing for the battle, and they're calling it battle, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, and we'll probably be hearing that in the next at least week or so that it has been done. Apparently, that's going to be the ruling of the Supreme Court. I wrote that article on faithandfreedom.us, our website. I would encourage you to take a look at it. It's a four-minute read. See what I had to say today about that. And also, thank you so much for your support.
We need it right now, and um, we're just asking you to stand with us. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.